This is Big 3 IGP. Catchers in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Happens to fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Connor. Yeah, this a command and conquer. Hard hitting the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense and the TDs. Yeah, this is Big 3 IDP. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP podcast. And I hope you all have had a good start to your fantasy playoffs. We were just lamenting here before we came on the air that even though it's wild, we're in week 15 of the 2020 NFL season and no games have been canceled thus far, knock on wood if you're with me, uh, that it was um, was a tough week, boys, for the playoffs. Hopefully you all out there fared a little better. I'm joined, of course, in the Soge Shack by Addy and Connie. Addy, let's start with you. How was your weekend for the fantasy playoffs? Good weekend. Um, I think I went, I think I went, well, I mean, it wasn't a great weekend, honestly. I went two and three, but I did advance in the big money league. There so, you go. Uh, that's what, that's, uh, that's the one you want to advance in. Yeah. So, you know, lost some of the free leagues. I lost one, another money league. That was unfortunate, but, uh, you know, whatever. We had some buys. I think I got six out of the 13. Or twelve teams a a lot. You don't still. even you don't even know how many uh, leagues you're in, do you? Some of the, I'm, I struggle if I count some of the leagues. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> some of them maybe don't deserve to be counted. <laughs> we don't we don't recognize them. Sure. We're gonna stop the count at twelve. Yeah. So you're still alive number. and you're still alive in half. Half of them. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. That's a pretty good batting average and in, going into week fifteen. Uh, Boo Bam's asking what's our you know league count and how how are we doing in the playoffs. I reported this last week. I was only in the playoffs in one league out of six. Did not have a good year, unfortunately. Had a lot of players like Julio and DJ Chark and uh, a lot of guys like that that just were injured a lot this season. Seemed to have them in multiple leagues, so just got got whammied across the board by injuries. Uh, And it just wasn't my year. Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. Lost this week in our main league, the XFFL. It was to our buddy Lauren, so, you know. Shout out, Lauren. If, if I was going to get shot in the face by someone in the league, I'd want it to be him. Yeah, same thing in uh, Defense Wins Championships. Shout out to everybody in that league. I lost to our boy, Mediocre. There we go. Um, and, I, and I said the same thing. I was like, hey, it's, it's an honor. It's I'm, an honor to I'm, lose to you, brother. I'm glad you're the one killing me. <laughs> uh, Connor, You uh, what was your setup? I think you were in a few playoffs uh, as well. Yeah, I was in let's I was in four leagues and I was in three playoffs and I got bounced in two of them, but I am alive in one of them. Uh it's a money league. Uh it's it's got a token in it. It's the retirement home, so we have a cane that uh you get your name put on and a nice little payout. I think it's like six, seven hundred bucks. Is it like yeah, a nice. walking cane or like a pimp daddy cane? Yes. Both. It, it's both, yeah, both. but okay, it has nameplates on it that get engraved with the winner each year. And uh, nice. loser last year was supposed to have uh, supposed to bungee jump there in Pigeon Forge. Off That's the, right. Uh, we talked about you. this. Pigeon yeah. Forge it was supposed to be me. Coronavirus, uh, coronavirus took that chance away from me. And now I wish I could do something about it. I really do. My hands are tied. Mother Nature stepped in. The year has 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 passed. So 
I can't do anything about that. But can't now, go back in time. No, got to move forward. I'm in the playoffs in that league this year, and I'm into round two. So we'll we'll see. That's the only one I'm alive in, though. Other ones, you know, in the listener league, I lost by seven. Uh, first round, put up 230. So had a good showing. Uh, fun year, first year of IDP. We're going to touch on that. I know That's right. later on. That's right. And, um, got crushed in another league, put up almost 150 and got 225 dropped on me. So that was a, uh, you'd probably lose even in like our league with 22 starters. And I think that league is like 12 starters. 12, yes. yeah. yeah. So that's a hell of a showing right there. You're yeah, just, I got nuked. you're not going to win that game. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Hate to see it. But Hate to see it. It's a bad beat. It happens. Um, so you know, it was uh, it was karma. I had some close wins this year in our in our main league, and um, you know, boomerang came back yeah. around and slapped me in the face, Addy. It happens. Just the way it goes. You know, I, I had to I had to start a rebuild in, in our in my favorite league, our RSO league. Um, it's always sad to you know miss the playoffs in those leagues. You really you really want to do well in, but uh, it happens. It, it has to happen. That's just the way it goes. Um, Only one winner. Yeah, eleven teams gonna be disappointed in that league. Your boy's locked in though. I'm coming for it. Coming, getting that I'm, second ring. I'm coming for it. One for each hand. Weigh your both your hands down. O- Odell's coming back. Love to see it. Love to see it. What a game last night, by the way. Beautiful game. Oh my wow. gosh, Lamar going in, dropping a dumpski, and coming back in and saving the day. Man, that was a wonderful game. Did you see his tweet? Yeah, he actually said he's like, y'all are crazy. I was, I did not take it and just put the poop emoji. That's, ex- that's exactly what you would say if you exactly. And bro, we have the Sapruder film. We have the film of you doing the duck walk to the locker room because you're trying to you're trying to pinch it. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We've all done that walk before. <laughs> trying the to keep it in. Film. Yeah. The Sapruder film. <laughs> the Sapruder. Good one, Connie. Shut that's it down you, after that. That's what you get. Well, hopefully you guys did. Well, in your playoff matchups, want to give a shout-out to Boo Bam, who is still live in the Big 3 IDP Listener League. Let's go. Is he in, he's in the auction league? He's in the ESPN league. I did actually get in that league. We thought that I'd missed the That's playoffs. That's right, yes. There was a double stat correction. Me and Connor played each other uh, the week before. Connor got in, too, but we knocked, I think we knocked out Aaron Mayberry. Sorry, Aaron. Sarah, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> That wasn't in, that wasn't us doing any we, adjusting. Yeah, we did not adjust the scores behind the scenes. I don't even know how to do that. So yeah, it was just a double stat correction, which happens, you know, in IDP, uh, especially with that many players. Yep. So I, I snuck in, but I you know didn't got get bounced. too far. I think my dad's still alive. I, he I, is. He was the two seed, so he got the buy. Yeah, I think. Shout out Steve. Let's yeah. bring it home for the Markham's Bowl. That's right. Uh, split them winnings, which don't That's exist because right. it was a free league. Uh, but we appreciate everyone who's played with us this season on Sleeper and on ESPN. It's been a lot of fun, and we really appreciate you guys. But we've got a fun episode. The playoffs are marching on. The NFL season rolls forward. And so this week, we're going to hit some waiver wire targets. We are going to talk about for real or fraud, some big performances from week 14. And we're going to try to figure out if they were fraudulent or if you can expect similar production like did this does this player match the performance essentially or were they just in over their heads in a big spot in week 14 and then we're going to wrap up with some fun like I told you all in the last episode we're going to have Tom Kisslingberry on on December 29th two weeks from today to talk about what we've learned as IDP players in 2020 and we're going to start that reflection period tonight with our newcomer Connie is going to hit us with some of his takeaways from his first year playing IDP. So it should be a lot of fun, and we're excited that you guys are here with us 
still, we appreciate and love you guys. We are happy this pod is still going, Addy. We're thankful for the uh, year two leap and the late season spike. Oh, it's been a sight. It's been a sight to behold. And we got great things coming down the pipe. We got oh lord, we got big nickel with John Macri coming this off season. Mm. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have some guest hosts on. I believe our wives are finally gonna do their yeah uh, offensive hottest players on offense this off season. Yep, our guys from Bless the Knees are gonna guest host an episode. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun summer. I'm it's looking be forward a summer to it. that we never forget. Summer 2021. Hopefully, without a ton of canceled vacations and uh, tears shed into our pillows. That'll probably still be the case, yeah. though. Yeah, it's given. That's a given. It was All hot right. girl summer. Now it's hot boy summer. That's Let's right. go. That's right. So we're gonna march on though with uh, some week 15 waivers. As always, we like to give some love to our boys, Mike Wallert and Kyle Belly Fuel. Uh, of course, Mike over at 4 for 4 and Kyle over at IDP, guys. They do amazing work. Also, if you have a PFF sub, which you should, check out our boy John Macri does one of these articles as well. We like to pull out some players, especially those that are on both lists. We don't want to give away all the nugs because you need to get a sub for IDP, guys, and 4 for 4 so you can check out the full article. But we want to give you all... Just some names here that uh, take a peek. They may be out there on your waiver wire, especially if, if you're not in a full IDP league, so like 11 guys starting on defense. But let's start on the uh, defensive line there, Addy, and who are the first two guys that we're looking at? Yeah, Deion Jordan, 49ers defensive lineman. That's a blast from the past right there. Yeah, he's an older fella. 2013 draft, I think. Top three pick, I believe. Right, yeah. Um yeah, a lot of promise for this guy at one point, but never really worked out for him. But he's he's had some weeks here in San Fran. Um, I don't think this is a time to trust Deion Jordan. Though, I'm folks. a little worried. That's what's tough is you have to get out there on the waiver wire, but you're going into week two of the playoffs. Yeah. You're and, likely not. That's what I was telling Connie a little bit earlier. We trust that uh, you know our listeners know what they're doing at this point. I mean, if you're just tuning in and, and you're looking for advice, uh, there's not a lot out there. There's they, really not much we can do as far as, especially on defensive line. Yeah, it's tough. There haven't, there thankfully, there haven't been a ton of injuries. That's where you're going to mm-hmm. see, like, I got banged by the late scratch of Kyle Van Noy. So this is a situation where, you know, you need to monitor. There have been some notable injuries, Kendricks and Van Noy, of course, who both happen yes. to be on my squad. It happens. Um, but yeah, Dion Jordan, um, he made his first start of the season uh, and played a season high 78% of the snaps in week 14. He registered a sack in each of the past two games. He's working his way into that defensive uh, defensive line rotation for the 49ers. But yeah, I don't know if I'm trusting it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at our RSO league, yeah, you're right. Last two weeks uh, against Buffalo, he had 17 points. Against Washington, he had 13 points. Reminder, we play in like kind of a big play type league. If you get a sack, you're probably getting double digits. Yep, right. So, yeah, that's that's really solid, but we can't trust that right now. Trusting, trusting guys to get sacks week in and week out is a recipe for like one or two points. Yeah, but if you're desperate, end. if you're in that's if right. you're one of these yes. leagues where you start you know, four defensive linemen, sure, that's fine. Fire it up. What about Michael Brockers of the Rams, though? Any interest 
in Mr. Brockers, and I'll uh, same up. thing, same thing. I mean, not not really. I mean, he's he's um, he's been playing well as of late. Uh, you know, two sacks in the last game. Yeah, huge. Uh, yeah, huge game against New England. Yeah, seventeen point six percent pressure rate here. I'm reading from Mike's article. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think Mike's point here is that Brockers is getting the opportunity alongside Aaron Donald uh, because Donald is getting double and triple teamed about sixty percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, five sacks for Brockers. I mean, that's got to be close to a career high. Jets and Seahawks coming up. Yeah, very nice matchups. So I mean, yeah, that's he's a fine option too. He I like Brockers. Pro- I I'd probably trust Brockers a little bit more than yeah than I Deion so. Jordan. I think so. But, uh, yeah, so that's – if you need to go dumpster diving, those are the banana peels you'll find <laughs> that may have a morsel left in there for you. But let's talk about linebacker Addy, who's the first guy from the city of not-so-brotherly love we want to talk about. Talking about Duke Riley. Tell me about Mr. Duke. I actually picked him up as a possible replacement for Cal Van Noy. And it's funny, I went and told Mike, I was like, Josh Bynes, Duke Riley. He was like – he literally sent me back the barf emoji. <laughs> So now I'm like, man, it must be tough in them streets if he's yeah. hyping Duke Riley. It's tough, man. So TJ Edwards is out now with a hamstring injury. Um, doesn't seem like he'll be back this week. I don't know. Monitor that. I'm not. I'm not really positive that situation. Um, but he was outless last week, and so that gave Duke Riley an opportunity. He did pretty well. Six tackles, five solos, an interception, and a, and a uh, pass defended. Um, so yeah, solid option. Yep, it says he played 90% of the snaps alongside Alex Singleton. Uh, had the pick. He was just in the right, play, right place at the right time. He finished with a 10.5% tackle rate, six tackles. Um, and Mike, we've seen that. We've seen, you know, whoever exactly. gets the time there in Philly, they're it's, usually pretty productive. I mean, TJ Edwards, yep. Singleton, both have been very useful uh, the past three, four weeks. So, yeah, I, I think Riley will be just fine as well. Yeah, LB three or four type. And Riley was the only player. I think it's notable when it shows up on both guys' lists of all the players we're mentioning. That was the only one who fit that bill. So Duke Riley worth a pickup. I stashed him just as like a. I had Eric Kendricks, had Kyle Van Noy go down. So that's a situation you might be looking at if we we're getting later in the season. Guys are going to start getting shut down for less, you know, serious injuries just because it's that time of year. So if you're in that kind of situation. Uh, you might run into uh, you know, a, a pinch where you need to start a Duke Riley. So he's out there as an option. But who's the other linebacker you subbed in here? Yeah, I mean, speaking of... Uh, Got to keep the streak going. Yeah, of course, have to. But you know, speaking of guys that uh, have a lot of injuries in front of them, Avery Williamson, I mean, he's the last guy standing now, it seems. And uh, yeah, huge week 14 line, 11 tackles, nine solos, a quarterback hit. Um yeah, I mean, Avery Williamson, I've, we've been telling you all year, surely to God you've you haven't let him sit out there on waivers. I uh, think we've literally been telling you every week. So every is, single this week. Is, this is another reminder if he's out there, get him, because he's the man right now, um, and expect LB2 numbers. Yeah, Robert Spillane went on IR. Vince Williams was on the COVID list. Uh, this is it. This is, we didn't know if it was going to come via injury or via just, you know, performance, and Williamson was going to earn his way onto the field, but he's there now. And we know that that Steelers linebacker, whoever it is, is productive. Right. And so Williamson's a good player in a good situation. If he's out there, blow all your fab and go get this guy. Yep, absolutely. 
So moving to defensive back. Oh, got another linebacker, Addy. Maybe another one getting added too. Well, and we this is this is most likely a guy that got picked up last week. Right, but Just Todd. Another reminder, Todd Davis. If Todd, he's Todd, out Todd, there, Todd, 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 Todd. I Todd. wanted to do that so bad because I haven't said anything. I was like, do oh, I got to jump in and do Todd, Todd, Todd. We need to get it on the board. I know. Um, but Todd Davis is the replacement right now for Eric Kendricks. I don't know if Kendricks is going to be back. I haven't seen an update on the calf injury for him. Um, but he is a guy that needs to be rostered. Yes. So take a peek, see if he's out there. Um, Didn't have a huge splash this past week, only seven tackles. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a tackle leader. That's what the guy does. I mean, this is a guy that used to get, you know, 130 tackles on the reg in Denver. Um, so, yeah, he should be good for between seven and ten tackles, which is very useful at this point in the year. He's stepping into the Eric Kendricks role. It's like the Avery Williamson role on steroids. And Todd's, you know, is kind of similar to Avery Williamson. He's a solid, solid, like, B-minus linebacker, you know? Yep. So that's that's valuable right now. Yeah. You know, we're looking at guys that are like, oh. Yeah. And uh, another guy, Connor, you can touch on this one, Bobby Okariki. He's back, right? He is, yeah. So, so Anthony Walker, get him out of your lineup. Should have been right. out last week. You should have been paying attention to that. Um, so Okariki, he's he's the guy. Look, look, he was back in his old role. He was getting, I think, seventy five percent of the snaps last week. So yep, seventy four percent. What's going to be interesting though, and this will just be something to keep in the tickler Leonard, file this week. Is Leonard could be hurt. hurt. Ah, yeah, I saw that. So he had Walker, a back injury. so both. So yeah. don't drop Walker. Don't drop Walker. Hedge your bet. Keep him on your roster. But Okariki. That is a fantastic pick because he's the he, guy to have. He's a Leonard type guy in terms of he's not Leonard, but he he finds the ball. Uh, he is fast. He's a playmaker. If he gets his hands on the ball, he typically makes a play with it and doesn't just get a few yards and fall over himself. So um, with Leonard potentially, I would see him if he's able to breathe. I think he'll play, but just something to watch in Indy. Who y'all got this week? We have the Texans. Texans. Do you need him at home? They, uh, Texans are always close. I would say no because we're a better team than Houston, but we just that game is always tough, man. But isn't Watson a little banged up? He got banged. Oh, up is last he banged game. up? I would assume. I I would just hope they rest him and just see what we can do without yeah. him. But it's a divisional game, so it means if you actually want to have a chance at winning the division, you cannot lose this one. Yeah. So we got we're we got to keep pace with the Titans right now. Yeah. But you can't mess around and and. You can't be get Leonard hurt Leonard. for the right. rest of the playoffs. Yeah. You got to yeah. see big picture here for you got a guy to, like him. We're, you know, we're walking linebackers. a fine line, though, because we are not guaranteed a playoff spot. Our chances are pretty good. I was watching. Have y'all seen the guy that was doing? Oh, you are in, baby. Watching the, he was doing the video board for the election, and now he's on this the Sunday night NBC yes, coverage. I, rec- I was trying to figure out who he was. Pants. I was like, who is this smart dude that keeps yes. doing this board over here? He's from the election. Konecki or something like yes. that. Kornecki. Uh, but he had us... In there, I think we were in the 80% range as far as likelihood to make the playoffs. It's got me all hot and bothered with his stats machine. I know. It's exciting to watch. So yeah, I think this could be a week where we could see Leonard rested. So Walker and Okariki could have both standalone value. But if Leonard's in there, Okariki's the guy you want. The stonk meme with stonks going yes, up. For, stonks straight up. One of Okariki. Johnny's favorites. Yeah. Love it. Did you have one more you wanted to add, Addy? One last. Uh, David Long. Linebacker Ooh, for yes. the Titans. That's right. He got he actually outsnapped Rashawn Evans this past week. Um, didn't do a ton with his uh, with his time, five tackles, but still getting the you know getting the opportunity. Tackles could come. That's right. Got to keep an eye on. We knew. I think he stepped in as the green dot right after Jayon went down. Yep. Still very sad about that one. But 
Let's go DBs. We got uh, a great pickup here for the Texans, potentially, Addy. Eric Murray, this is the replacement, I believe, for Justin Reed. Is that right? Yes, correct. Justin Reed, what it was What was it that he did? He tore his, um, he tore tore, his ACL? Tore his butt off his body. <laughs> his butt was just hanging around in his pants. God, I hate that. I hate that for him, man. Your butt, you don't realize how important your butt is. You can't sit down if it's just like you take your pants off and your butt falls out. Oh, man. Prayer's up, brother. <laughs> I have no butt anymore after uh, D1 absolutely wrecked me. I mean, I'm walking around like someone like cut both my legs off yesterday, but... Um, they opened the, all the rest, a lot of the restrictions got lifted, lifted, so we were allowed to like work get after out. it full throttle. And I think Jacob, uh, the owner of the gym I go to, took that took he took that personal, and he and was so, out with COVID as well. Yeah, so, so he he was I think trying to uh, put us all in the hospital with uh, just a ridiculous squat, just set. a back breaking injury. So I also have uh, you no have no lot, butt. I have no butt. Anymore. So you just couldn't wait. You just had to get down there and bust open them gym doors, didn't you? Yeah. No, just, I've been going. It's just oh you, yeah, you, listen yeah. to him. Masked up? Hell no! <laughs> it was a hand injury for hey, Justin Reed. You gonna take the vaccine? No, hell no. Uh huh. Listen to him. Is the is the virus real, Connor? Let's get into no, it. No, none of this shit is real. <laughs> so Eric Murray, it's real to me. <laughs> damn it! That's one of the drops I'm wanting Josh to get on here. Yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> I'm gonna delete all the banks of sounds that we can't have anymore. Uh, but so- Eric Murray, Eric Murray is the Justin Reed replacement. Justin Reed has been. Pretty good this year for IDP. Yeah, up and down. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not suggesting anyone to start Murray. I guess you could. I guess you could be in a bad spot and, and maybe have to. But uh, yeah, I mean, Justin Reed hasn't even been that great. He's been like a low end safety too. Yep. So I was just reading a little bit from Mike's article here. Um, he had double digits in Week 14, uh, ten tackles, two sacks. So pretty nice performance. Pretty nice. They, Mike said he's playing up near the line of scrimmage a lot. Okay, so yeah, that's nice. So uh, look for Eric Murray if he's out there, and also a guy we've talked about, Darnell Savage for the Packers, playing great ball right now, man. I mean, look at his game logs uh, in your leagues. He is tearing it up the last few weeks. Like he's one of the hotter, hotter safeties. Um, right now. So, so hot. hot right now. So hot. That savage is so damn hot right now. <laughs> Love that last name, though. That's so, I mean, finally playing up that last name. Finally, we have a guy who understands the brand. Yes. You got to have the good name. Hadrick Queen, get out. Willie Hetero, get out. <laughs> John told us afterwards he almost did not recover on the Willie Hetero joke last week. And I can't blame him. We'll go back one. and watch. We'll post the video. We're going to get it up on YouTube. Yeah, no one had any warning. No, nobody. It just came to that brain, yeah. that beautiful, beautiful galaxy mind, brain. Beautiful mind, Russell Crowe. I don't know if I'd say beautiful, more like terrifying in like a serial killer kind of way. Like, are we sitting next to Michael Myers without the mask on her? Yeah, it could be worse, hey, but I just... Sit next to Walt Disney, baby! <laughs> Elon Musk, baby! <laughs> hey, hey, Connor, all right, one of the, one of the you know, you're kind of closer to the kids. What's going on right now with Jake Paul? Is he a boxer? No, I think he really, I think he really is. He thinks he is. He's he, calling out Conor McGregor. He's he, fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. He's got a fight with Floyd Mayweather. Oh, Did wow. you hear this? 
I think I guess I'd forgotten. I guess the news today with McGregor made me forget about he has that coming up, right? He's trying to basically my my synopsis of all of it is that he's trying to leverage his brand, his internet fame, to tell these fighters, I'm bigger than any promotion that you have, and I can get you bigger purses just because we'll have this we'll have more streams, more orders, and I have been training and I have been fighting. And yeah, you make it's the same money grab that McGregor did when he went into boxing knowing I'm probably going to get my ass kicked here, but I'll show up and fight and get paid and then just not fight for 18 months. And I think Jake Paul is trying to to fill the funnel, load the pipeline, whatever we want to look at in our form of work by saying, look, I'm calling out McGregor. I'm calling out all these guys. And after I'm done fighting all them, I've already got – well, I mean, he offered yeah. he offered McGregor he offered McGregor a fifty million dollar purse. Yeah, that's the biggest purse he's ever had in his entire life. And that's McGregor wild. turned him down. So yeah, he did, he did turn it down. Well, that's the rumor. So I mean, uh. well, because Dana Dana gets to unfortunately now. I'm sure McGregor has more. But say it's so. boxing though, isn't it? Oh well, McGregor I guess would be UFC. McGregor's rights are owned by uh, Dana. Dana. I'm pretty certain. Has so Jake Paul s- done any UFC fighting? It would be a box. It would be okay. boxing. Oh, just yeah, like his sh- ass whooped in UFC. <laughs> oh my oh, god. god! Yeah, no, he would kill him. It would. He <laughs> yeah. Jake knows. He'd take a kick to the side of the face and be. He'd go to night night land. <laughs> Guys forever. like him, and he may be like he showed in that. You got to think Nate Robinson, professional athlete. He may be older. He may have been a little bit smaller and less weight and a all lot that smaller but the thing is he's a professional athlete he's in that, like that top point oh oh one of the world and he put him to sleep in two rounds yeah so i think he's been fighting like doing training and and actually oh, yeah. focusing on that for a few years but i think that's all he's doing he knows he's gonna get put to sleep by somebody potentially he may get nate robinson but he may take home 10, 20 million. He's going to make a lot of money. And that's if you thing. happen to get lucky and land a punch, you're a that's legend. Right. You're, you're, yeah, you're one punch away. He wants to be the next McGregor, and he is trying to leverage this YouTube fame and debating these people who have nothing to gain besides a quick, a quick payday. But if you lose, that risk reward is so skewed. Like, yeah, it could be a good payday, but it could also ruin you. If you lose to a fighter, that's one thing. If you lose to a 28 year old vlogger, yeah. You're done. Your reputation is shot. It's like um, Western Kentucky has called out UK twice now this season to come play, and they'll give the money that UK would pay them to charity, and UK has said no because it's that risk-reward of – yeah, won't do it. I'm kind of scared. You Ever know, since Marcus, uh, Chris Marcus, and Patrick Sparks. That's right. Rest Put him to peace, sleep, Chris Marcus. So yeah, rip. Damn, rip, rip. Yeah, Chris Marcus, man, WKU legend. Rest in peace. Oh my gosh, I did not realize this. Y'all yeah. just put a, a bummer on this whole affair. He's been dead for ten years now. Yeah, yeah, wow. shut down, man. Where was I? Yeah. Well, it's been a up and down season for WKU basketball, but um, we're representing here with Big Red, nonetheless. Yeah. Shout out, give it a little lucky rub. That's right. Don't make it rattle too much. Okay, my bad. It listeners. makes it makes noise in our microphones. Sorry, babies. That's okay. All right, let's do a little segment here that I am very excited. And I forgot the banners because I'm not professional at all. But we're going to throw them up here if you're watching the live stream for real or fraud, Addy. We're going to look at some big Week 14 performances and see if the player matches the performance. Was it for real or was it fraudulent? We want it because people are weighing these questions right now of, this guy balled out. Maybe he was on my bench. Should I put him in the lineup? It's like, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for me. Balls out all year on the bench. Put him in the lineup. Finally, he gets me two points. 
So that's what we want to figure out. <laughs> What's the likelihood that this guy is? And you gonna... called that. You called yes, that hundred percent. I did, and it happened, and I should have seen it coming. Every person has that player, though. They know that, like, I've, every time I have him on the bench, you're gonna f me. Yeah, he, he's gonna absolutely just go ballistic. He's just but the waiting. minute I put him in the lineup, yep. to stab that knife right in my back of my head. Yeah, this is Matt Ryan this year for me. Yes, that's how it goes. Yeah, man. He, did you start him in all the non-Julio games where he's he threw like six interceptions? Oh, I, I trusted him in in some leagues where it almost the le- the one league I'm alive in. This was the last week I ever trusted him in, and he he almost cost me. If I didn't have other guys step up real big, but Derek Carr will actually be uh, be driving the ship the rest of the way for your boy. But yeah, Matt Matt Ryan was my go to guy that just kept like repeatedly like year one like what have I done like what have I done once more like just keeps killing the guy yep. like that What's was that from? me. That was year one. That year one, where he like keeps stabbing him and murdering him. He's like, "What have I done? What have I done once more?" Like it's a great I kept movie. doing that to myself. We so, may have to put that audio in. So so stupid. You guys are up to like 68 drops. You realize that, right? How many do we point, have on the board? We got to get two more boards. Yeah, yeah with this dueling, tr- you know, three roadies all going at once. I want to see like the Kanye West at the concert boards. <laughs> Josh is up there just like in the night I hear him talk. All the all the all the sounds. Matt Ryan 9.56 points this last week. Good no, God, that's that's who I'll, and like Carr the on the bench. Great, just, great matchup too. And part of me didn't start Carr because he was playing the shoe, and yeah. he had a hell of a game. Yeah. So he he will be in Tua's available in my league and others. I don't know if I could trust Tua. Yeah, he had a nice game, but God, his weapons. He's throwing to le- legitimately our boy who had the gun charge, just like or the the trap house swept under the rug with Lynn Bowden. Yeah, uh, like he's gonna be the starting like wide receiver for the Dolphins. So I don't think I'm going down the Tua road. Yeah, not yet. Anyway, not yet. Hey, we we talk about this today. I know I know we're about to get into the sag, but <laughs> what? Do you guys want at QB Connor? I know what Josh kind of wants. What do you want at QB next year? He's still, he's still, Does he still want Darnold. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's still not buying into Philly. But what do you want over here at QB next? I don't year? think you're gonna find a Philly Riv year two fanatic over here in Connie. Maybe I'm wrong. If Phil gets us not only into the playoffs, but we get a win in the playoffs and he's not the reason we lose in the playoffs, I'm all for him coming back because it's going to be better than anything else we can procure. Now, the year after that, where we'll probably see a little bit more issue, but I'm hoping with a year in the offense, getting that toe fixed, maybe getting another weapon with this late first-round pick we'll hopefully have, that's probably the move versus break the bank for a guy that we know, like, even if it is a Darnold or a Wentz or someone else. I mean, you're going to have to let Jacoby go. I'd love to see Jacoby stay under, like, the Taysom Hill package at a cheaper discount, mm-hmm. but... we I think he'll have bidders for his services. I think you will, too. You have plenty of teams where he could go, in my opinion, and... and, and compete. Not, at least, not be handed a job, but at least compete. He could go compete in Carolina. He could compete in a lot of places. He could go back to New England. He could go back to New England and compete for absolutely Cam spot. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, there's so point being, it's all going to depend on how it shakes out. Because if let's say we don't make the playoffs, God forbid, or we get bounced first round, or he is the reason we lose, he throws four interceptions. There's a lot of qualifiers to this answer, I guess. But if that does, then it's time to put chips on the table because you've got a window here, in my opinion, with the rest of the team that you have. But old number 12 has left you in a real predicament here. So 
if it is one of those qualifiers, in my opinion, this is going to sound crazy, I think you trade up into this first first round this year and get one of these guys like quarterback from BYU, or I don't think you're going to be able to get You like, may be able to snag Zach Wilson a little later. Quarterbacks get pushed up. I don't know. Trey I Lance. Haven't, yeah, Trey Lance. I think you, you'll see Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Obviously, you know, we'll have the top two guys in – Burrow, not Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields go 1-2. Yeah. It's funny because those two teams actually have the most cap space. Yeah. So it's kind of funny the guys that could go buy a quarterback are going to end up drafting one. We're talking about Dak Prescott. Connie, would you, let's say that, because we were debating, should he sign a franchise tag with the Cowboys, like 37 to $40 million? Or should he go sign, let's say it's um, $28 million a year, for four or five years with like $60 million guaranteed. So lower money, but he's coming off the compound fracture, so his market is depressed a little bit. If you're Dak Prescott, what are you doing? I'm betting. I'm taking the Kirk Cousins route, and I'm betting on myself big time because you're not guaranteed so many of those contracts. Now, if it was something more severe like an Alex Smith injury, then I'm going to change my tune there. But based on... My understanding of both is that I, I think you could pretty much bet on yourself. You've shown what you're worth with how the Cowboys have looked this year versus when they are playing with you. So I, I think you sign, get that high money, force Jerry into paying you, and then, because they're not going to, in my opinion, they're not going to have a good enough pick or trade up to actually have a chance at one of these game-changer-type no. QBs. Now, and they, they could get another weapon. They don't have a lot of cap space either. They have $24 million in cap. But they're going to have a top-10 pick. Yeah, they'll have a top ten pick. Yeah, so they could get this. They, they could, could get, get one of those. Yeah, two. Well, uh, Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance. They could get another uh, like a top tier guy on an offensive weapon if they're planning to do. They need that. some offensive line help. Is yeah. what they need. That tag is thirty seven point one million for Dak uh, Prescott this year. I, I would this year. So it probably well this next year. That's what it'll be in next 2021. year. Okay, right, gotcha. right now it's like thirty two, thirty three, something. Like that. But gotcha. you're right. I agree. Kirk Cousins finessed the hell out of that franchise tag. And and we see w- what it got him. Like he parlayed it into a gear, fully guaranteed deal, the first in league history. Yep. Yeah. Getting tagged isn't the worst thing. I mean, and if I was Dak, I'd let him tag me. They're likely not going to tag you in year three because then it's like fifty million, I think, because it like goes up even more. Yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty percent. I right. think. So probably won't get the th- the tag three years in a row. Um, isn't there a limit would, on how many years in a row you three, can have it three, done? Is three's it three? Three's the max. Three's the max. Um, but that third year is not favorable with the cap. But I would just, you know, go back to Dallas, sign that one, that that next tag, uh, and then I'd peace out. See, I think I think Dak would opt for because I think I think he's probably hurt by the fact he didn't get that deal this offseason. I think there's some emotions in play. Yeah. But what I think will keep him in Dallas, even though in a normal year without a salary cap that's set to decrease by up to 40%, that's going to hurt his market substantially. You add in the compound fracture recovery with the falling salary cap, and he's just not going to get the type of deal that I think he could get under normal circumstances, even coming off the injury. So I think that is, even though I would say that he would opt for a long-term deal if he could get good money, with the following salary cap plus the injury recovery, I think he does probably go back to Dallas. You think so, they get anything to get an extension done? I think they're taking that tag again. I think both parties would rather take the tag because Dallas doesn't want to commit on the off chance that they don't know what's going to happen with how he's recovered 
And Dak wants his money, and rightfully so. And if I'm Dak, I would do the Cousins approach, where if you want to, if you want to give me three tags or up to two or whatever, you're not going to give me three. So yeah. it's on the Cowboys. Yeah. It's so, like I'm either going to go get a mega deal, or you're going to give me a third year, you know, cap, yeah, which is going to be like fifty something million dollars, yeah, yeah. which so is like, great. Let's that's do nine that. Nine million over two years. Yeah, yes. no one else. When you has made six hundred and seventy thousand, yeah. I think your first year. Yeah, yeah, you're so, doing okay. Yeah, we'll see. But that would be the that would be the only guy. Well, we talked about Matthew Stafford. If the Lions blow it up, I think Stafford, Stafford would, be would be the a great best, option. Would be the best, uh, yeah, case scenario. Even to where Indy to Indy. Oh, I would love that. I'm just I'm not even like trying to allow. They talk about a guy that's had to go somewhere and just rot. Not only because I hate Pencil Boy. Oh yeah. But a guy that like gets zero respect. He's played in a very tough division. He's has at, stats wise in terms of throwing the ball around. I mean, he has. He's gonna I, be like a Hall of yeah. Fame level like case because of his stats. He's gonna have some top ten like passing of all time, like passing yards. I don't know about touchdowns per se. Yeah, but he's and he gets killed. Like he's yeah. he's possibly out the rest of this season with yet another injury. It's, yeah, his he gets his stat crushed. Lines are gonna be very confusing because they're gonna see all these outrageous like. Passing numbers, but they're going to see like the QB record because he's been part of some like 0 and 16 teams, right? That he was, yes. Um, so I can't imagine his QB record is very good there in Detroit. No, I mean, their best seasons like are 9 and 7 yeah. under Jim Caldwell. Right. And that's not, I don't think that's all, you know, Stafford's fault. I think Stafford oh, Lord, just no. has never, ever been in a healthy, functional organization. If ever there was a team that needed to sell to a new owner and move to a new city just to get... I would hate for Detroit to lose their franchise, but there's just a stink. Yeah. There is a stink on that team. It's like the Jets, you know, or the Washington. There's certain teams that just... that I don't know. Like It's just like a wasteland. Like Good players go there to die. Like yeah. Good things never seem to happen. And yeah. I feel like Detroit's been in that that kind of like... Bermuda Triangle area for 30 years and, at this point. When do we see it ever getting better? I don't think it will. Maybe, wants, no one wants to go there for one. Maybe if you get a good head coach in, you know, like a Matt Rule kind of like culture and team builder type of coach. But he's going to go to Detroit? I mean, it depends on what the plan is with Stafford, I guess. Unless you're like, I like the idea of just doing a complete reboot and building this team from the ground up. Yeah. As long as you give me, like, the Gruden, like, 10-year contract. Yeah. Where I know I'm not going to get fired after year two because we're, like, 1-31 over the past two seasons. If we're going to recycle a quarterback in Indy, just to put a, a bow on this answer for you, Addy, it would be – I know I'm in the minority here, man, but I would like Wentz back with Reich. Barf. Think, oh, boy. I think Wentz – We've with, been debating this a lot I, as well. I think Wentz with Reich would crush. He has a lot of similarity of Andrew Luck's game, and all he needs is that confidence back. And his numbers with Reich, they are staggering compared to what they are. That is the time he had his MVP run. I we mean, have to it, acknowledge that. And that's – But it's, he hasn't been the same since then. all the way back in 2017, Connie. The problem is we'd have to eat a lot of his salary too, though. Yes. They, they would have to honestly – They would have they to have send us picks. Like a second-round yeah. pick. So yeah. Brock Osweiler treatment. I mean, it, I don't hate that aspect of it as well. And it's not like we are we're have some great quarterback deal right now. I mean, we got Jacoby on the books for – we're 20, paying our quarterbacks, I think, 45 Yeah, but to combined. say we got like 20-25 with Jacoby, and then Philly's getting a good amount of money too. So, But what's we, nice is, like I've said before, and it was kind of laughable, is like the backup quarterback is the second most important player on your team. Like I really believe that because if you have a great quarterback, 
and he goes down, and you're looking at somebody like a Jake Luton or who's the other? Uh, Mike Glennon, just to keep picking on the Jags. Your season is done. If you're the Bengals and all of a sudden you're turning to Brandon Allen, Andy Dalton, you're done. You're it's done. over. Like if Brissett came in, I don't think we're winning the Super Bowl, but our team is not going off a cliff. But we have Eason. That's the thing. Like Eason has been he's learning. He's totally unproven, though. Well, he's if he's going to be the backup, and you're losing these other two, there's just going to come a point where you have to, you have to, the windows are there for so long, and you can't keep waiting on a train that's never going to come in the recycled quarterback market. So it's just not a fun place to be. The no, recycled quarterback market is not a fun place to be. I'll say this: Carson Wentz stinks. That was a good, like, uh, shock jock <laughs> voice there, Addy. He stinks. He's terrible. I think he's not good. I think he's just... Um, it's bad when you come in and immediately get shown up by a, a rookie. Yeah. Like, 13 games into his career making his first start. Like, because Jalen Hurts looked really good. And that's... He wasn't even great, but he just looks so good by comparison. One playoff appearance for Carson Wentz. Zero wins. And did, thirty-five and thirty-two record. How many points did they score in that playoff game? Nine points. I was gonna say I thought it was nine points. Only field goals, I believe. Yes. So he's just not been the same guy since the injury. No. I think his. And you can see it in, the, in his play, man. They, they, the, you know, they don't let him. They don't let him get out of the pocket much. True. But what happens when he gets out of the pocket? He gets hit and he gets hurt. He just, he, he's just not. He's just brittle, and I don't think he's that good. I've never seen him make a receiver better. We've never seen him. You know what I mean? That's what the great quarterbacks do, right? But he's they, got legs. That's the thing that not he a lot of quarterbacks legs. He, had he legs. had legs. I don't think he has the confidence in his legs I don't think anymore. he has it anymore. And this is this is provable because guess who is the leader in sacks allowed this season by seven more sacks than the second-place team? The Philadelphia Eagles. 53 sacks on the season. Yeah. I don't know. Their line stinks. But there's a lot of lines that stink. But I, Carson Wentz looks like his brain is scrambled every time he drops back to pass. Well, if you're getting pressured like that, you would be too. No, think about it. And let's just, I, I'm excited. Here's your doppelganger over here. Listen, I, I'm excited about Jalen. I love to see good young quarterbacks come in the league, especially ones that can have a potential dual threat, you know, capability like Wentz had, and like I think Jalen has to an extent. But let's let's just pump the brakes let's see what Jalen has I mean and Wentz has had a rough streak but again if you've been injured and you start getting gun shy because of a bad line hell we've seen a once in a generation quarterback retire because of that let alone have a crap season so again I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and just stand for Wentz but I think there's there's a lot of time to try to weigh out what type of player he is whereas if you tell a guy hey because let's just consider this for Indy again do you know who the quarterback was? And this was every beat writer, every person for Indy confirmed this. If it wasn't Phillip Rivers, do you know who it was going to be in Indy this year? Jacoby Brissett? Nick Foles. Oh, God. Wow, not good. You know why? Because <laughs> of that giant penis, I hope. Besides his besides his hammerhead, he's right. Him and Reich have a connection. Uh, that's true. Relationships go a long so way. So it's, it's a huge thing to them, meaning I think there is a lot of stock in that Wentz thing. So I, I don't know. We'll see Here, how it plays you're out. You're right. The, here's the thing. The coach, and this is the reason Peterson's on the hot seat, is they have not helped Wentz out. That line is terrible. We understand that. You don't get to that many sacks without with a good offensive line. But here's what the Pittsburgh Steelers have done. Is you, I don't know if you all have watched some of these primetime games. They brought this up, how quick yeah. Big Ben's release is. Get it out fast. Like two and a half seconds. Like he's throwing it faster than he ever has. 
11 sacks, fewest in the league. Yeah. They've designed a game plan that p- plays to the fact that Ben's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. He's older. He's not mobile anymore. So let's get the let's desi- let's work to his strengths and put him in a position to succeed. And the Eagles have not done that. And that's why I think you'll see if the Eagles bottom out here and miss the playoffs. I think Doug Peterson's getting fired because of that. Yeah, I think so. You should. No coach at any level should be allowed to coach under the umbrella of. It's my way or the highway. You have to coach everybody the same differently. However that makes your team work, you have just got to do what's in the best interest of your team. You cannot just be this old-school, hard-headed. Well, if fit my system. Yeah, if you don't fit in my No, if he's a little different after the injury, that's and I think that is Reich's credit with guys, is that even Phillip with the toe, has that changed the Colts as a whole? No, but you've definitely... No, but Phillip with the arm. You've yes. noticed, we say in this earlier, like he had three interceptions, I think, in the first game because he was trying to force the ball into tight windows far down the field. Rivers cannot throw those passes anymore. And I don't know that you guys had the personnel for that either. We really don't, it's but not. we have good guys to run these little short kind of mm-hmm. intermediate crossing routes, get guys in space and Imagine if you scheme them Campbell. open. I thought yes, like exactly. Would be huge. He would be our number one wide receiver. I think so. And he'd be balling like he'd be a fantasy darling. They all, uh, go ahead. Think about like New England and all the the best teams. It, it's not because they, of course, New England. It was with Brady and, and Belichick, but a lot of their success on offense was not because of these insane studs or anything else. It was just strictly out scheming and playing what you had, Getting playing guys open. to your strengths. Yes, whatever you had, that was the strengths you had, and you took away the other team's strengths. So. I don't know. The same reason I think we're talking about Peterson's on the way out in Philly is the same reason I think you're seeing a lot of coaches is they just they try to get too cute. It's my way or the highway. They don't work with what they have, um, and it just you know it ends up just blowing up in their face. Carson so, hasn't made his wide receivers better. Peterson has not made Carson Wentz better. Yeah, I think that's why they're both going to be out the door. You'll have a new head coach with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback of the Eagles next season. And all the arguments with Wentz though is is oh if you drop him into a perfect situation, yeah. Yeah, sure. It seems like we're a making a lot of people can thrive in perfect situations. It seems like we're making a lot of excuses for a guy whose ceiling is pretty low. Yes. That's always been my thing is like, well, what if he had this and what if he has a better line and better weapons and better coaching? What's his true ceiling now? What like, was the record the year they went to the Super Bowl though? He was 11 and 2 before he got hurt. And then Nick Foles did his thing. And he was like an MVP candidate. Yes, that year. But, we, not, but we cannot. 2017, though, that was, that, that we is. We can't ignore the fact that he's been different since that injury. And that, that is, happens. Yeah, almost. But he missed the 18 to 19 season, ago. right? Um, No, he was back. He played, he played 11 games in 2018, played 16 in 2019, and then he, you know, played 12 this year. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, it's just like people wring their hands and you know, spill a lot of ink talking about a guy who I don't think the ceiling is very high on. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we're going to bat for this guy right. so vigorously. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't get it. I guess people, because they remember that 2017 They, they year. cling on to that thing. It's like there's a great saying I learned from the Around the NFL podcast, grade the game, not the name. Yep. Like, we just, we remember this 2017 stretch mm-hmm. that's ancient history man yeah. go back and look at some of the players who are still in the league in 2017 who are sitting on the couch or in the studio as an analyst you yeah. know and quarterbacks these quarterbacks man cycle out quickly like, they do you know and once you lose your confidence it, it's 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 pretty much over for you that's right oh what a fun digression that was good boys
Usually I'm like, all right, guys, let's get to the segment. Come on. But that was fun. We needed that tonight. We needed to have some other That's segue. Right. Another little yes. segue. I, you know, we should be talking no, about you big, get one. Talking about Big Ben uh, earlier. You get one. Deontay Johnson. I'm tired of the hate. If, if, if you want other people to get targeted that offense, they need to get open. Juju. Not getting open. He's too busy TikToking and Claypool, bing bonging. Yeah. You know Him this. Him and Claypool, the TikTokers. So cool. So cool that they're TikToking the way they are. It's kind of weird that Juju is like the centerpiece of the NFL 100 commercial. Kind of yeah. weird now that he's like the third banana on his own team. Yeah, not that great. Yeah. It's just amazing to see him like if... I saw all the Bills players just glancing at him during that TikTok like, oh, dude, we're about to absolutely just smash you. Like I know, and they did. The Bills, the Bills could be not to get on another tangent, but like I think the Bills could be legitimate. They're built right. Yeah, they're they're built they are to legitimate. Like, yeah, like they I, are. I think that like it's not a team that's getting bounced first round. Like I think smoke they're probably my third team in the AFC right now, behind the Chiefs. And can I'll, you put the Steelers at two still? Yeah, they just they just they just got beat, beat by the Bills. I mean, I I think the Bills are secretly, you know. I think the Steelers kind of under the radar. I think the Steelers are going to get beat, man. I don't think they're that. I mean, they're not that good. You know, they have no run game right they now. Have no run game. That's what Connor weird. back. Did he just get back? Or yeah, no? it sucks. Connor's been there. He didn't do much. He's not been doing much from what I haven't watched a whole lot of the Steelers. But from what I've been hearing, he looks kind of slow. Claypool might be hitting a rookie wall a little bit. I it saw happens. Sir Davis White punked him out this week at the line. Davis White being out obviously it's just been a Bud Dupree that's a big deal. And then they've Spillane, had Vince Williams. Yeah. Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. I mean, the whole linebacking core has been gutted. Yeah, so it's been a tough year with injuries for them. Steelers could be in trouble then. I think the AFC, man, here's what's crazy. I was listening to a pod on the way over here, and even with the new playoff spot, they there is statistically they were looking at the chances, and it looks like there is going to be a good chance all spots are going to have possibly 11 wins or more, if not 10 wins or more. Wow. How insane is that in the AFC? That's pretty good. AFC is the better division this year. That hasn't been the case much. No, it hasn't. They are by far the better division, mainly because you're going to have the NFC East holding everybody Yeah, exactly. Down. Washington's going to sneak in with like six wins. I think your Super Bowl winner comes from the AFC. I agree. I think the Chiefs are still my favorite right now. Yeah, has to be. Saints, Packers probably in the NFC. Packers playing great. Saints, I mean, we'll Bucks, see. We'll Bucks see. are a berserker potentially to borrow right. a Mark Sesslerism there. If yeah, Colts, Titans. Get on Cold opposite Titans, ends. Yeah. It's it's going to be trouble because they may go on a war path and just clear clear teams. Derrick Henry the way. is literally yeah. stealing people's souls right now. He's Tractor Cedo. What does that mean? That's just his nickname, Tractor Cedo. Yes, I don't understand. What's the Cedo part? I, I don't. You'd Spanish? have to you'd have to Google it. I don't know what it means, but like that is a nickname that I don't know if it was self imposed, but he's just Tractor Cedo. Okay, good for him. Let's talk about some for real or fraud players, gentlemen. And we're going to start off with uh, the replacement for Chandler Jones out in the desert. Addy Hassan Reddick put up. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. I'm not ready for it. Okay, good. I'm going to blow your mind. 42 and a half points against the Giants. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. I think the coaches saw that film and were like, yes. they did definitely. And then you had Lamar Jackson back there <laughs> doing some of that. <laughs> but Hassan Reddick. So here's the thing. I'm calling fraud on this one. But I'm going to throw out a caveat here at the end, okay? So he was averaging 9.56 points. This is in our main league. Addy threw out the scoring uh, last week or the week before, so go back and listen if you want to hear that. <laughs> I'm not going to rehash it. Um, but he was averaging 
five, six points before this game, and his Week 14 perform- performance boosted him to a 12.1 average. That shows you how much of an outlier this performance was. But here's the important note. Since Chandler Jones went out, Reddick's snaps have essentially doubled. Since Week 7, he's averaging 95.3% of defensive snaps. Before that, it was only 52.2. So, I'm not expecting 20 points, let alone 40, from Reddick next game against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, but I do think Hassan Reddick is good for at least 15 points. Yeah, I mean, I great matchups coming up. That's you right. Know, we just talked about that terrible Eagles. offensive line. Now, oh. that was with Carson Wentz, so you have to Yeah, that also doesn't look great expectations. on, on It yes. always looks bad when the, the old rook comes in and beats New Orleans. Exactly. You know, and, and maybe and and that's and it could really, you know, that could, that may be the 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 uh, turning tide there. Couldn't well, out the Packers are in the the tide that turns all doors. <laughs> the uh, the Packers jumped up into the one seed now yeah. with that loss. So yeah. that was a costly loss for the Saints. Um, Saints have been just just butt cheese since since Drew Brees went down. Man, I mean, it's just been. I feel like just as a whole, like so, I butt cheese is a bad thing. It's bad. Not I love good. cheese though, and I love butts. Yeah. I don't know how they've butt been cheese booty chatting. How about that? Okay, that's that's worse. It's I, I just I don't know what to. It's like what? And here's the thing. This may just be outrageous. Do you not just want to play Winston at all? Do you think Hill is because I feel like Hill showed you this past week, like at least with Winston, just you could do both of them in the game at the same time. I'd rather play a two quarterback package with. Kamara, and then then sit there and just keep relying on Hill like he is somehow going to be a, a serviceable starter. Yeah. I just don't this think is, he is. Uh, this is what's his name, Sean Payton, getting a little cute. Oh, I think yeah. he's like, look at me, I'm going to win with a guy who's almost thirty, maybe the next Steve Young. You know, the guy that was waiting behind the legend. But I think he also probably queued up Jameis Winston's 2019 highlights, and he called his assistant, was like, bring me a whole carton of cigarettes. <laughs> this is. Horrific. He's like, Taysom, get ready, buddy. You're making yeah. your first start. And didn't did I mean we got to see Winston for a little bit this year. And he threw a pick, I'm and pretty he sure. Pretty bad. He looked like Winston. Yeah. That's you get the twenty twenty with Winston, but he's had eye surgery. That's did you my say only Winston thing. Cigarettes. I did. I made that connection. Look oh at my me. God. I'm so Do you good smoke at this. cigarettes? Josh do. does smoke cigarettes. Low key, huge sig guy. Huge who's huge Siggy fan. He likes Newports. He's a jewel boy. I have to do it unfiltered. I actually just roll them myself. I just pick the leaves up out of the yard and roll it in a piece of copy paper. We had some Canadians. I was in uh, a fraternity house in college, and we had some Canadian that were also the same fraternity as me, and they were on their spring break, showed up at the house. They were just going fraternity house, fraternity house across the country, and they were straight up like trailer perk boys Canadian. But they hand-rolled all their own cigarettes, and it was absolutely unbelievable. It was like that cartoon where you see the guy like pop the cigarette or like the you know tobacco out and it like just falls in he hand like they could just roll it in like an instant and they would sit there and just hand out everybody you know their own hand rolled cigarettes. I think you just crossed over with Popeyes squeezing the spinach out of the can, except in this case it's tobacco going into a cigarette. I'll have to find it. It's like one of these old because I saw it on Twitter recently where the guy like does it with tobacco and hand rolls like a little. Maybe like, it was Popeye. Maybe Popeye crossed over does it with did tobacco, Connor. A cigarette I, commercial. I'll have I'll have to find it. It's it's a thousand percent like a real thing. Is like this hilarious black dude was narrating the guy like popping it out and like bam and like rolling it up. And it's stuff. a cartoon or it's a. 
It is a cartoon. Like it, it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon where the guy is he's rolling a cigarette up and he like. We're uh, gonna tweet this out from the big three. This account. is a thousand. I'm about to sit here and find it during the show. Connor's gonna be like distracted. No, Connor, person. you have the next point coming up. So stay stay plugged in. I'm in. I'm in this thing. All right, Addy, who we got up next here on the for real or fraud segment? Kenny Young. Kenny. Yeah, so Kenny Young, 36.4 points this week against the Pats. Okay, Kenny. Yeah, definitely fraud, you know. Um, he had a sack and a pick six. That'll do it for you. So only 69% of the snaps. That's very nice. Um, but, yeah, he's, he hasn't done this at all this year. This was nope. just a fluky, had a wonderful game, got a pick six, got a sack, you know. Prior to this game, he'd never scored in double digits. This was a guy we all kind of liked at one point. Yeah, though. We sure. Were all, we were all kind of excited when he was in uh, Baltimore. Um, thought maybe something can happen. I mean, they traded for him, the Rams. Um, so thought that you know maybe maybe something happens here with him, but really hasn't taken off. Nope. We had Troy get your reader, as we know from, the, right. from the videos we and, put and, out. And get your reader was the, the guy that led the team in snaps again at the linebacker spot. Of course, he 93% was ninety three percent of snaps. So. Kenny just happened to get the pick six and the sack, mm-hmm. which will do it for you. Who's up next here, Connie? Uh, up next here we have Josh Sweat had twenty five points versus the Saints. Uh, the sweat man had two sacks uh, and a fumble in the game, and prior to this, he had two games of just one point and one assist. Yeah, that was so, one point off one assist. Yeah, like, literally, me. that yeah. was all he had in the prior two games. One point from one assist, not one point and an assist. Uh, so, he's, you know, he's been hot and cold all season, uh, only with one other 20-plus point game. So, I'm, I'm not trusting this performance given the big plays, but... I would expect somewhere 10 to 12 point range, maybe. I think that's a fair range for Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's had a nice season. Both the Sweat bros had. But this strikes me as a little bit of an outlier here, Addy, with 25 points. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that was his best game of the year, right? That's right. Um, Only one other 20-plus performance. Okay, so yeah, I mean... But he's a fine he's a fine start, you know. I think he's like yes. a he's a de two for you. De two. That's what I was gonna say. I think that's a fair expectation. Is he a Jalen guy or Carson guy? You think? Mm, I think he's probably Team Jalen. Yeah, I think everyone's Team Jalen now. And I think only Carson Wentz's family, and I think they're even split. I think his sister's Team Jalen. Did you see the uh, after the game kind of? Uh, like no one was around Carson Wentz, there were people dropping him into that Will Smith meme of him in that room by himself. You know, oh my gosh, Will Smith has some good memes going around. He's got the empty the, room one the from pain. Fresh. The pain one is one of my favorites. Yeah, wasn't that from like when he's sitting there talking to like his what ex-wife Jada Pinkett Smith? I, I think they're still together. Are they still together? I can never keep they track. Just, These celebrities some, and their marriages. Yeah, they're still going strong. They're I haven't gone better. to the grocery, so I haven't gotten my gossip mags. Although Jada did do them wrong from what I hear. Oh, she wow. absolutely did. And quick thing, I looked it up and found this this bit of information. Tractor the cartoon Cito. is called. <laughs> no, I, I'm getting to the cartoon. It's next. Tractor Cito was from the Sugar Bowl. It was the announcer for ESPN Deportes when Henry busted a 61-yard mm. touchdown run he screamed, El Tractorcito, which translate to the little tractor because he thought Henry looked like a little tractor. That's amazing. Down the field. I it, love that. And it has stuck with it. And I'm just like, Fantastic. I love the name Tractorcito. I've just got to call him that. I love, so in Spanish, tractor is just tractor. Yeah. I love yeah. it. What's That's else? my type of Spanish. I, I have a favorite Spanish word. Uh, this is kind of a nerdy thing, but I love the word for dishwasher, which is lavaplatos. 
I just love the idea of like lava plates. (laughs) So much fun. Biblioteca. That was mine. Biblioteca, yeah. That was mine, swear to God. No, it was not. I swear. What about Bicicleta? I swear. What about Bicicleta? That's a good one, too. And Dart and Bicicleta? Ride your bicycle? When I was in, uh, we were in Mexico for our honeymoon, Becca was like so impressed because I would just put together like just broken Spanglish that was like clearly no one was going to understand, but... Uh, we would get outside the resort, which was not often from what we were advised, but um, I was trying, you know. Hey, you it, were you like dad though. doing chicken finger? No. Chicken yeah. finger? I wasn't that embarrassing. We're like, Boyo I, dedo? Yeah. But it was bad in some regards, so. We are not, we are not people who should be trying to speak any kind of foreign language. We struggle enough with English as it is. Another quick digression. We're talking about, Allie and I were having this conversation real quick. Words that sound exactly like what they are. I've got three here. Pus sounds exactly like pus. It just sounds gross. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. Fork is another good one. The word fork kind of sounds like the shape of a fork. And trampoline. Like I tell an alien drops down and I say the word trampoline and they know exactly what I'm talking about. I've got one. Oh, hit me. Wax. Wax. Oh, that is good. I like that. It does sound waxy. Yeah, you know what wax is. It fits. Connor, hey, are y'all high? <laughs> I told you I smoked yeah. the leaves out of the yard, so I don't yeah. know what's growing here. Yeah. Um, I'll have to get back to you on this. Please do. This think, is, it's just words that sound like the thing. How many listeners did we lose when Josh said pus? It went to negative uh, no. four. Moist? Moist yeah. is another good one. Yeah, it definitely belongs on that list. Also, I remember like one of my first parties I went to in, like, I guess it was sixth or seventh grade, probably seventh grade. Um, you know, you, you're an idiot kid. Probably kids are passed around the fireball. Probably first part. No, there was none of that stuff there. First part I probably ever went to. I think people were like rolling up leaves and and literally like trying to like smoke them and stuff. Sixth grade, huh? <laughs> yeah, not not the best start. Yeah, so not a good, not a good, not uh, a good. Look at what's to come? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Let us sound off in the comments. Have, have you, you ever, ever smoked leaves? Have you smoking leaves at your sixth grade party? Sound off. Hit that. Smash that subscribe button. All right, moving on here. It's, it's been found, by the way. So I'm sending it to you right okay, now. Okay, perfect. Can't wait to not watch it like every video you send me. Yeah, Josh is bad about that. He won't want like he refuses to watch something you link to him. It's gotta be he's gotta be the one that found it. He's gotta find it organically. No, I just yeah, what y'all find is trash. Yeah, you've never part. seen you've never seen the sitting on the toilet video. Yeah, I wish I hadn't. It was terrible. Y- you all know who this is, though. This is is this Tom and Jerry? Yes, that's that's Tom and Jerry. This is Tom. Yeah. You remember this scene where he like sits here and is trying to show off and uses the little mouse to like lick it and make it wet to like seal it shut. No, I hadn't seen this. This is bad radio right now. But the this lo- is the the Looney Tunes and all the cartoons were big into cigarettes back in the day. I mean, you had doctors prescribing cigarettes to patients, so I'm not surprised that the old cat from Tom and Jerry was uh, ripping some ciggies. There it is, guys. Full screen at con. Full screen. All right, so moving on here to the fourth player on the for real or fraud list. Uh, Eddie, i got to get us through before Connie falls asleep, as you know. Of course. His bedtime is 10 o'clock. So Chase Young, 35.7 points against the 49ers. Almost had as many points as the 49ers have in their name. Mm. This was by far Young's highest point total of the season, helped out by the touchdown he scored as he rumbled down the sideline looking like a tractor seater. Previously, his high had been 20 points with only three other double-digit games, but here's the silver lining. He 
gets to play Seattle this week. And do you know who has given up the third most sacks in 2020, Addy? Seattle. Seattle, baby. That's right. So let's half the point total. Let's play a game. 17 and a half points against Seattle for Chase Young. You taking the over or the under? Over, baby. Give over. it to me. Over. I'm going over all day. Connor, you? Life's too short to bet the under, so That's I'm taking right. the over. It's a great lesson. Don't bet the under. That's boring and lame. Addy, who's number five on the list? Javon Hargrave. Guy we mentioned a few weeks back, you know, kind of starting to come on. Well, he's coming on when you need it the most. That's right. 27 points versus the Saints this week. Um, so, basically, if you had an Eagles defensive lineman not named Brandon Graham, mm, you did great me. in this game. Cut me deep. Yeah, Hargrave had... He had two sacks and three quarterback hits in this game. Against the Saints. Like, you know, this is a team that typically does. I think they were second place in terms of sacks. I bet I bet Hill's been getting sacked a little bit more. Probably indecisive, doesn't know where to throw. Yeah. Yeah. Um the snap counts, though. It's that's the interesting piece for me with Javon Hargrave. They fluctuated. All over the place this season, between 45 and 75%. This game against the Saints, he clocked in at 67%. So, wasn't exactly a high volume. Wasn't like he was playing 90% of the snaps. But that's great for, for you know, interior defensive line. Absolutely. I'm calling this performance fraudulent. I don't think you can expect, you know, 20 points, maybe, in, maybe even 15 points from Javon Hargrave, but I do like him as a low-end D-tackle one option if you're in a DT-required league. Yep, yep, absolutely, man. I mean, he's he's just playing better as of late. Um, I mean, you look at the you look at the last four weeks, um, 27 points, 12 points, 7 points, 10 points. I think that's, that's 8 fine. to 12 range is a perfectly good expectation yep. for Javon Hargrave. Yep, it's a it's a it's hard to find him. So that's right. Know, hard to find can. hard to find a good one, but we've got another one here next on the list, Connie. Who are we talking about? Number six. Talking about Chris Jones came in with twenty four points versus the Dolphins. Man, that was an awesome game. It was. Had a buddy of mine, Miles Stinson's dad. Yeah. Big cone. Huge, longtime Finns guy. Is he really? Yes. Probably uh, going back to the Marino yes, days. Marino yep. guy, big time. Um, still rocks the teal all the time. He flew into that game wow. and was just sold that they were going to beat Kansas City. They almost City. did. And they almost did. So he's been riding high on the Dolphins all year. But Chris Jones, 24 points versus the Dolphins. And Jones has been a mixed bag all year. And while this was his second biggest point output of the season, which would seem to indicate fraud, I would have to point out the Chiefs play the Saints this week. And what we saw Hargrave just did, you know, I don't know. Makes me think that there may be some opportunity there. Yeah, it could be. So, um, but am I expecting 25 points from a defensive tackle? No, never. But they're the second highest variance players in IDP outside of cornerbacks. Defensive tackles are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're deciding between Jones and another defensive tackle to start, seeing the opportunity here is enough to probably sway me. Yeah, it's Chris Jones. It's Chris Jones. We saw what Hargrave did against the Saints. That, for me, is tipping me in Jones's favor if I'm kind of struggling to decide. Oh, yeah. Chris Jones is always going to be one of the best defensive tackle options you can you can have. I mean, it's been a down year for him. Yes, it has. Compared to what we kind of are used to. But he's probably still, like, top 
10. He's seven right now. That's what's crazy. And he's having a bad year. Every D tackle feels disappointing, and yet they're all top 10. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's wild. This is one of my takeaways, and not to, just to kind of tease it, it is it is play the playmakers when you're torn. So if yep. you don't know, uh, and we're talking about guys that are not going to be the you know first defensive player you take, obviously, but just trying to find guys to plug holes with. But, yeah, I mean, if he has an opportunity, playmaker, play the matchup, that's another one on here. So, yes. We'll get to the takeaways. I'm excited to hear these. we got a couple more players to get through. Addy, who's number seven on the list here, guy? We were just talking about Cameron Curl. This guy's looking great, man. Monster week this past week against the Niners, 34.1 points. Um, so since their bye week, when Curl became the full-time starter, here is are his point totals. 20.25, 18, 10.5, 9.75, and 11.25. He has been a lock for double digits each week. A lock. Been better than Landon Collins. I think he has. I mean, I, I th- and I think if you look at kind of where he is compared to the other safeties, I bet he's top five in the in that span. I would I would almost guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah, probably two. I mean, I'm thinking like maybe Poyer's better than him. Buddha hasn't been. Mm-mm. Buddha's been disappointing. Um but uh yeah, I mean he, he's he's been great. I and mean, this this performance, you know, this this past week's performance is uh is propped up by the pick six, but it's reasonable to expect Curl's floor to be ten points with the ceiling pushing twenty every week. So I mean I think he's he's uh he's a top eight option for you at safety. He's an auto start. Yep. You're not thinking too hard about Cameron Curl. I'm not calling this one fraudulent. I think this is for real because real deal. I think Cameron Curl is that good. Chase Young. That wasn't fraudulent. That is what Chase Young can do. Yeah. You're not expecting this. That's the that's the caveat here. Right. But is it in the range of outcomes? Yes. Cameron Curl, has he been the best uh, defensive back pickup on the year? I would think so. Because a lot of the guys who are, him. who are up there, we'll, we'll vet this here, uh, but... Like a lot of the guys who were up there on that list, like Jordan Poyer, Daniel Sorensen. Sorensen's another one that's in the mix. But man, Sorensen, what's he been doing here the past few weeks? Yeah, Curl, as far as like, I mean, no one's been hotter than Curl, I don't think. To do that week 14. uh, And and the guy. Won won some people some first round matchups, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm going to look right now and see, uh, because I I do, I want to see what we've got. Yeah, so you have Buda Baker still at one. Jordan Poyer, Jesse Bates, Jabril Peppers, Jeremy Chin, Justin Simmons, the Honey Badger. All those guys were on rosters when the season started. Yep. Daniel Sorensen, we get down here. Adrian Phillips, maybe rostered, probably not. Jamal Adams, Malcolm Jenkins, Keanu Neal, Chuck Clark, Von Bell, Minka Fitzpatrick, Justin Reed, all guys. So I think Cameron Curl and Daniel Sorensen, those are your two options. Where is Curl now uh, on the year? So he is, um, let's see, I'll tell you in just a second. Again, this is our RSO league. It's a big play league, so he gets helped out. But um, he's at 24. That's great. That's awesome. Didn't become a full-time starter until um, after the bye week. So basically half a season. (laughs) Week nine is when he started. Crazy. Is really when he started. What sucks is his dynasty outlook is not great because of Landon Collins. Collins is not going anywhere next season. Yeah, not great for next year. That sucks. Year so, after? Cameron Curl was a 7th round pick. Um and it, yeah, we we've looked at Landon Collins' contract situation. They don't really have an out until the the following year. Um so that sucks. But, you know, he's a nice stash. And 
Landon Collins, maybe something else happens. You know, you never maybe know. Maybe they could trade him. I don't know. I think that's what they should do. They a, probably a team should. like Washington, they should take a note from what the Jets did and be like, ah, oh, well, we can, we can. Did you get a fourth round pick for Landon Collins? I, I know mean, he's got a big he, contract. He could probably get a third or third? second. You know, maybe. Yeah. So, all right, Connor, we're going to let you take this last one. It's Kari Willis mm. versus the Raiders, 29.25 points. I have to point out here, this one. Pains me because I've had started my number one boy to quote a great TV show from HBO Succession. If you're not watching, it's very good. He, my number one boy, Kari Willis. If I had just started him at safety, I'd be on to round two of the playoffs. Alas, I was happy to see Kari ball out. But let's talk about his performance, Connie. Yeah, Kari the Ferrari. He was he was crushing. So man. we got tractors, we got Ferraris, all types of vehicles. Yeah, I'm heavy into like machinery and vehicles right now. I don't know what's going on, but the vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> you're real you're grease monkey. Kari, Kari has had a, a he had a great week last week. Now, as you mentioned, it's another performance popped by pick six. So I'm less optimistic here. Um, since starting at the year hot with three double-digit games in a row, Kari has cooled off considerably uh, with only two double-digit performances uh, since then until this week. So this output is pretty fraudulent. You know, you'd probably expect somewhere in that 8 to 12-point range from Kari. But, um, you know, again, I, I think like a lot of things, and this is one of my big takeaways that you always have to look at, and this is a, a kind of a fantasy no-brainer, but... You know, look at the matchup. Look at who you're playing. I think with Oakland, it wouldn't scare me to start a guy like him because you thought it's probably going to be a shootout. I think the same thing with Houston here. So I think if you look at the matchup, what he's going to be asked to do, especially if that second level is a little weak, if a guy like Darius Leonard is out, that kind of helps fill that void. So Kari could be coming up more. He's a little bit of a thumper, making more tackles, still having chances to get some takeaways. But I think with that matchup, I, I do agree with kind of that 8 to 12 points with Kari being probably a realistic number versus, you know, almost 30 like he had yeah. versus Oakland. That's more of the anomaly than the norm. Yeah, but. I mean, he's sitting at safety 18, though, right now. He's a great safety two option. That's about exactly what I think of him as. Yes. You know? Yeah, very if, solid safety too. If yep. that's what you're looking for, I think this matchup this week is going to give you an option where you're probably going to see some scoring going on. Yeah. So I don't know what the over is, but hammer the over if you want to do a little gambling. And, you know, Kari's a decent safety too if you need some options. Love it. Well, that was for real or fraud. We hope you all enjoyed. Uh, we are not going to answer your question, Bob. I'm sorry. You guys will have to look at it later. Uh, oh, look, Boobam was trying to help us out. He said tractor Cito means little tractor that Henry got called during a bowl game by the announcer. Boobam was trying to hook us up. Mm, yeah, uh, beat me to it, man. I was just, I was I'm bad uh, about checking the comments. I know. Too, yeah, I, you guys check in, and I'm like, oh, I should do that more often. I don't often even have it pulled too. up on here. Yeah, I just, have, I just have my notes pulled up. It's okay. That's all right. I should be checking it more often. Thank you, Boobam, for that clarification there. But, Connie. This is your first year playing IDP. We're going to wrap up here with kind of a fun segment, looking back on some of the lessons that you've learned from your first year in this wacky little corner of the fantasy football universe. So talk to us about what you've learned. Addie and I will kind of chime in here. If we learned those same lessons, we'll kind of add in our thoughts as well. But what's point number one? Well, in, in no particular order, I, I gave five kind of five key points I wanted to touch on that I felt like helped me have a team that, you know, again, I had a great week. It's kind of in that same league, you know, my one IDP league. I probably would have beat anybody else in the league that week for the most part, uh, but I made the playoffs. So in no particular order, these were five things that I felt like helped me make the playoffs, and most of these I learned along the way. But my approach that I took first off was 
I really hammered offense from the get-go. I knew I could set the table with defense and kind of the order operations I needed to go in when the time came. But just like a good traditional draft, you need to know when to start going after the defense. So don't get too cute too early. Uh, It's like the guy that goes after a tight end or a defense early in a traditional draft. So know when to jump in. Know how you want to structure your team. Um, a lot more moving parts when you're trying to, you know, time up bye weeks and you have that many extra players. But for me, it was set the table right with the offense. You can still mold your defense with with how you want. Um, but that was one of my first things I looked at. Yeah, Addie, in a traditional redraft snake draft setup, we play in a lot of auction leagues, so it's kind of harder to think about when do you take a defensive player. What rounds? We're we're into this a little more now. This is your. Four, I think, for us in IDP, you're four or five. In a traditional snake draft, when should players be looking to take defense, IDP? I'm probably not looking to take uh, defense until like round eight or round nine. And with that, with that eight, that round eight or nine pick, I'm taking a defensive lineman. Always. Um, and then I'm probably waiting a little bit, maybe go – I'll probably start staggering it. I'll probably take a defensive lineman, then I'll take it, depending on what the board looks. The board's always going to be important. You know, if there's – got to play the board. Yeah. um, You know, if there's still just loaded offensive pieces out there, I'll still – I'll continue to to attack offense. uh, offense. But I'm going to start staggering it once I start – you know, once I initially, you know, break that seal, get my first defensive lineman, then I'll probably go offense, then, you know – defense and offense offense and then maybe defense 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 um you're playing the board though yeah it's it's hard you to don't want to avoid you don't want to no, like, no, no. you don't not want to neglect uh idp walk into stream it well i kind of tried to do that in our espn listener league and it was a nightmare with linebacker yeah. i think i started jelani to like every other game this year you need to you don't want to be there you want to i mean you know you want to build a strong team on both sides you want to be dominant on defense like you are uh, on offense um there's a perfect balance to it, you know. If 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 you know the room that you're drafting in, if if you if you feel confident in your ability compared to your league mates, I think you can kind of wait. I think like in our listener leagues and stuff, and you know where we're you know we're kind of seasoned against some of these other people we're playing. I do feel kind of confident to like kind of just hang back a little bit and and kind of sure up my offense first and and um. Or if you're in Shark City and Sigmund Bloom takes uh, Aaron Donald in the first round and just completely blows up the draft. Yeah, you just rip your stuff in half. And yeah, you're just like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> we're just getting crazy here. So uh, good first lesson, Connie. What about number two? Uh, number two for me is, Adam kind of touched on this, is when you get ready to jump in on defense is tacklers are, in my opinion, from what I picked up on, your steady point getters that you are going to look at you know, trying to to wait on the big play, timing up the big play guys. It seemed like to me the biggest drop-off, like if I was going to make an offensive comparison, it's like running back on offense. It would be same thing for like D linemen mm-hmm. in fantasy on the IDP world. So Michael kind of teased that you probably on your first pick, unless you had maybe like a Leonard or someone else yeah. that is available somehow, if you have that top-tier D lineman, it's just that drop-off from that one through five, I feel like, is pretty it's pretty precipitous. Yeah. D lineman has a lot of uh, variance. And then on linebacker, necessarily, when you talk about the ability to plug and chug, I just feel like it's more like the receiver on offense, where mm-hmm. it is easier to find. Not easy to find, you know, stride for stride the same guy, but fillers and replacements. Again, unless they're like an, a Leonard-type outlier or – 
you know, whoever you want to say, Isaiah Simmons, whoever it is. There's but, guys that you're going to plug in at linebacker, and that list is probably longer than it is for defensive linemen. There's like five or six defensive linemen. That's the thing. And this year, it may not have been the best strategy to do that because think about it. Daniel Hunter, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, a lot of busts this year at defensive linemen. That's true. Um, but Daniel Hunter was probably the first pick in a lot of IDP redraft leagues. Yep. Just set that pick on fire. Didn't yep. play a game. And, I mean, basically same thing with Nick Bosa. That's right. Josh probably Allen's the probably been, the top two guys off Max the board. Crosby was a top twelve pick. He hasn't really lived up to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean the the right answer is just to the pick the correct guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Pick you know, the guys <laughs> that are good. Yeah, obviously, pick the high point getters. Right. But you know, th- my initial brain told me get the linebackers because yeah. they're the guys that if you find ones that should be consistently starting and this segues well into point three is just like in offense and a lot of these same lessons carry over from traditional leagues to idp so don't pretzel yourself worrying like oh i won't understand this yes you will it's the same things applied on the other side of the ball and lesson three relating to lesson two find the studs on the duds so find the guys don't get so caught up in who the team is but find the studs on the dud teams and be able to plug them in. They will have a role, even if they're a guy that, yeah, this guy may not start, but I know even on this crap team, he's going to get a ton of tackles. Kind of like the approach of, why are you playing that guy running back? Or why are you playing that guy? Somebody's got to score on their team, right? Volume, so, yeah. Exactly. Find your volume, guys. Put them in. Um, that you know, And it ties into four kind of loosely. They were almost kind of the, the same type of thing. But it's play the playmakers when you're torn. So, if you're torn between who do I start here, I've got this you know, stud on this one team or I've got this guy that is average on a very good team, my brain told me, and the results I saw at least, is side with the playmakers, even if it's more of a dud team, just because statistically they should be yielding more points for you versus a guy that, oh, they were on a great team, they've got a little more sticker value because of the team that they're on, so... That was three and four. I felt like they kind of worked together there hand in hand. And it depends on the matchup, too. It's kind of like an offensive-only league. If you're a big underdog, go for the high upside guy that has more bust potential. And you it's, know, a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick that is very big play dependent, if you're a huge underdog and you got to swing for the fences, he's probably the guy you want to plug in. He's the guy that could get you a pick six. If you need to just not crap the bed, maybe you put the guy in there that is – for sure going to get you 10 points. And it's funny you mention that because point five to put a bow on all this is just watch the matchups and the waiver wire and find the favorable matchups just like you would in a regular league. So, again, the the, the big idea of IDP is too much. There's too many moving parts. There's not. It's the same principles and concepts that you apply to player selection on offense, but you do it on defense. So, again, from the top, from IDP in a nutshell – when you draft, like you to start things, go offense first. Know when to jump in. So point two, find your tacklers when you get in there, or start with that top tier defensive line if you don't want to find a just elite linebacker there. That's that's first. Um, so pick your poison there. It's either go all in on the tacklers and the top tier defensive line playmakers because there will be a large gap there. Number three, find the studs on the duds team, um, even if they have low possibility in terms of how well their team will do it doesn't mean that they won't stuff the stat sheet and just give you solid production Um, again that tied in with four play the playmakers when you are torn find guys that have consistently made big plays if guys are close on their output and then five it's just 
Same thing you do on a regular team. Watch the matchups. Watch the waiver wire for favorable matchups just like you would in any other league. And those things should let you try to be able to formulate and put together a team that, you know, you shouldn't have points on the bench and you should be able to somewhat compete unless you're just ravaged with injuries, which, you know, welcome to fantasy football. Welcome to fantasy football. I wanted to – this was kind of interesting, Addy. The top point getter, again, we're in a big play league. The top point getter at defensive end is Miles Garrett Mm -hmm. this season. No surprise there, right? So, Miles Garrett has 170 points. All right, number two is J.J. Watt with 168.9. Linebackers. There are 11 linebackers with more points than Chase Young on the season. Hmm. Kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So, it those are the kind of things, when your season is over, go back and take a look at those sorts of things. Because do you know what that tells me, Addy? Draft your defensive lineman first. Because you can grab 11 guys that are going to be able to plug in and give you a higher output. It's I understand the defensive linemen don't score as many points, but they're harder to come by. They are more scarce, so you have to grab them earlier, and then you can go grab one of these 11 linebackers who are going to give you solid production week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the names in here. You know, I mean... We got um, Neville Hewitt. He, he is what? Look at LB ten. LB ten on the year. Um, we got our boy Oluwakun. He's yeah. LB twelve. Um, Eric Wilson. LB seventeen. Between uh, Hassan Reddick and Darius Leonard. That's Hassan Reddick. That's right. Jamie Collins is in there. Um, this speaks to your point of Tyrell Adams. Been, just I mean, been the uh, fade league the hell out of linebackers and go and then, grab guys off waivers. And then also you have these guys like Jerome Baker who who started the year hot. Then we kind of left him for dead in the middle, and then now he's back again. He's back. It's like if you just pay attention week in and week out. Even though sometimes you know uh, guys will come and go. AJ Klein, another great example of this guy that that kind of had. Two or three super strong weeks, but then kind of fell back to earth because you know, he lost his playing time. That happens all the time in IDP. So if you just follow the injuries, follow who's getting the playing time, and all, all the snaps, stuff, man, just follow the what, snaps. That's all there is to it, folks. It's not. It's not rocket science. It's not. You just can't assume that it's plug and chug. There are very, very few players that are like that. And a lot of people get frustrated when you when you dumb it down to say, you know, they get tired of hearing just snap talk all the time. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. That's, that's that's what tells us. That's how we predict. It's the leading indicator of success. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. Love these lessons. Our baby's all grown up, Addy. Isn't this exciting? Oh, Connor, I'm so proud of you. Honey. Got bounced first round, but you know what? I made the PL. You made, made the, the playoffs. playoffs as a first year guy in IDP, taking a swing at this for the first time. That's impressive. So Tip of the cap. I got beat by a worthy foe. I, I I meant to look up and see exactly who I had. Who I had lost to in the listener league, I, I just I had taken the L and moved on. Oh, but I need a shout out. I yeah. lost to it wasn't a pick, uh, which that is uh, Kurt. There you go, Kurt Bowden. I believe yep. is how you say his last name there. So who did I lose to, Connie? Uh, Kurt had a good year though. He's ten and three, so he's he's a powerhouse there in the in the listener league. But you lost to. Let me pull it up, Adam. Great radio here. I think again. we had. Uh, I think Boobam and and uh, your dad had the one and two seeds, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. Steve is still going strong, Adam. Steve yes. has, I know Steve was the two seed because he was for Team Force Field. We got to give a shout out to our dude, Titty Sprinkles. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> That's my, who beat me. 
Titty Sprinkles beats you? Yes. Okay, that, that doesn't That's make Brian Williams. That doesn't All right, make Brian. Me feel as bad. Yeah, Brian knows what he's yeah, doing. Titty Sprinkles. But yeah, I had a you know, I had a pretty decent year. Um I love it. That was uh so not <laughs> originally the the team name here, I think this is the number one team, and this is this is Jeff. This is our boy Boo Bam. Was Dak to the future, and he changed his nickname at some point to not so Dak to the future. <laughs> I guess when Dak got hurt. Hey, I've got a great team name in there. Do you now? Happy Lookouta. Happy Lookouta. <laughs> another thing that you say to us on the regular. That's another drop I want. Adam, we don't have enough spots. Yeah, we can put that the, one. The in there. theme song is literally just going to be a bunch hey, of drops. You have a, there's a whole other side. There's no, 24 there's drops. I looked it. through there. You don't need to I know about that. I looked through there, Josh. You told me there were 16. There's eight more. I did. I, honest to God, did not know there was a third bank. There's a third bank. I want to look on there, and they're like, Rody's like, we're giving you more. I'm like, stop. No, no more sounds. No more. A little bit more Spanglish there and, from your boy. I no may must. be doing a little bit of behind the scenes work, Joshy. You can't, you don't know how to access the board, Addy. Yes, I do. No, yes, you don't. Do. You barely know how to use it. But we're proud of you for that. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. You know how to do that. That's right. You know how to push the buttons. It's like, ooh, glowy things. Let me push those. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed. This has been a fun episode. Uh, some good digressions there. Let us know your words that sound like the thing they are. That's the biggest thing I want to hear from the listeners on. Less prep means more digressions. More digressions equals more fun. I think so. I love I love these kind of more loose shows. Goosey goosey. You'll be getting a lot of these shows once the season ends. It's especially. end of the year, baby. Yeah, we're just having fun. That's yeah. what we've always said. We want to entertain you all. Sitting going to be the dry, boring Science lesson for an hour and a half. No one needs that. We're going to do some some thinking about food. Maybe talk about some food next week. Be we great. haven't done that enough lately. Maybe talk about some treats. It's been a weird year for food. Yeah, it has been. Maybe we can talk about that. Just, you know, state of food right now and everything. The state of food. <laughs> it's the state of the union. It's the state of food <laughs> yeah. in BG. Y'all stay tuned on the state of food. We'll, we're going to figure out with, like, the three restaurants we uh, frequent here locally about what yeah. the pulse of the food nation is. We're going to do it, by God. It's Cane's, Chick-fil-A, and Zach's. It's just all chicken, <laughs> chicken joints. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all so much for tuning in. Connie, thank you for giving us your big takeaways. Um, we are proud of you for jumping into the IDP waters, and uh, we hope you'll be back with us in the midst of the insanity next season. I'm proud of me too, but thank you. That's I've never heard anyone say I'm also proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> so that feels like a Chad Ochocinco thing to that say. That was the uh, what was the Quinn Williams thing? The uh, yeah. this is a bless you, excuse you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I watched that. It was adorable. It was. It was, it was during the draft. Adorable. It's like, golly, I love this dude. Yeah, he was hey, so great. Hey, potential drop? Potential drop. No. Uh, so we want to give a shout out to our patrons, as always. Joseph, Bobby, Jason, Nico, Lauren, Aaron, Tom, and DJ Caltown, whose name shall forever remain a mystery. Amen. DJ Kiltown. Thank you very much. And uh, you all, good luck in your matchups. If you're still playing this week, God bless you. Good luck. We hope you take home some. In the words of Jameis Winston, we hope you eat some W's. Mm, Bring it home for us, baby. That's right. Bring home those big threesome 
titles this offseason. Right. Maybe cut a little portion off for us for your boys. Consider becoming a patron if you get some winnings yes, that you'd like to share. Thirty three percent of your winnings head our way. That's what we big just need three a taste, baby. stands for. That's what big three stands for. Right. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy the games and we will see you all next week. This is Big Three IGP. Up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking, it happens to fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Connor. Yeah, this a command and conquer.